What up? Welcome back to the Seller Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenn Oath. Junior. And Matthew Souza. And Glenn's cat. And Gizzy. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Oh, there he is. I'm here. And I, well, let's just say I appeared on the podcast via a mode of transportation known as the salt train. The salt train is coming through, and it's coming through big time because I'm going to take this moment to, to sprinkle some salt on the situation. Uh, for those who don't know, Mason and I went head-to-head week one, which I lost, and now I own dinner. Uh, he might have forgot about that, and he just left the podcast, so maybe he won't hear that. And He's like, ah, you know what? Susan's going to start his salt train. I'm going to take a piss. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> um, well, no, I, uh, they're not done yet. They can hear him. <laughs> he's, hear him telling, he's telling there Brennan he about his fucking dino nuggets. I put them in the oven. They're not done yet. Dino nuggets? Mason, I man. Mason, who won this week between me and you? Uh, I did. Before. You did. You did? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, hey, Brennan, you can throw those in. Uh, it doesn't matter how long you cook them fuck. for. You know why? Uh, you guys know what it tastes like? Oh. Victory. Wait, okay. what, what did it taste like? Sorry. Say that again. Victory. Oh, that's so right, Ma- Gizzy. Victory. Yeah, Gizzy, you gotta get out of here. <laughs> so Mason beat me by what? Three points? Yeah, three points. Three points? Three points. And I just want to go over, you know, congratulations. Thank you, sir. But, and this is no, this isn't a shot at, <laughs> this isn't a shot at Mason. This is a shot at, he left again. <laughs> I have the headphones on. Okay, okay. I'm listening. I was shutting my door. Relax. My headphones are wireless, Susa. Okay, okay. The I'm salt my is PC here. With me. The salt is here me because salt. of all the bullshit that happened on my behalf on Sunday. And you don't, you might not understand it unless you were really monitoring every single one of my players, as I would since I own them. Let's just go over this long ass list of bullshit that happened on Sunday for me to lose by three points. Now, there were so many coin flip moments that never went my way. I have a, a list of eight bullet points here that I'm about to go up, run through right here. Oh, my God. Can you, Number can, one. Can you put it in a, a five-paragraph essay MCAS format, please? And Number send one. It to me. Aaron Jones got stuffed at the goal line early in his game. He sucks. That's a, that's a coin flip. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Okay. But I'm about to go over a bunch that all landed on tails when I guessed heads. Aaron Jones is getting stuffed early in the game. Antonio Gibson also got stuffed at the goal line in his game. Aaron oh, we'll Jones, talk about that later. Aaron Jones caught a touchdown out of bounds. What a play that was. A.J. Green being overthrown on a wide-open touchdown. A.J. Green actually catching a touchdown, but called back on a weak-ass offensive pass interference because the refs won't let the boys play. Wait, Matt wait. Stafford, pause, pause. What? Was that pass interference more weak than the one called on Michael Gallup? Uh, no. Okay, thank you. But I'd rather have the touchdown than Michael Gallup's 30, 40-yard catch. Well, I'd rather have a Cowboys win to be the only fucking bright spot of my Sunday, Susan. Okay, okay. okay. No, you're right. That was a You'll call. have your time, Glenn. Let's Susan then. That was a weak call. And I'm great. Continuing. Stafford had a tipped pass in Madden fashion that got picked, while Mason's Drew Brees had two of those Madden-style tip passes that did not get picked. And when Brees finally does throw an interception, it gets called back from a flag. 
Le'Veon Bell slipped and broke his ass on a wide-open wheel route that would have been a touchdown. <laughs> and on been. top of it all, on top of it all, all those coin flip moments that have to go my, against me, whatever. But there is one moment in particular, and this includes Bell and Jarwin also getting injured and taken out of their games, which I will allow because James Conner on Mason's team also got hurt. But on top of all of it, the one thing that was most guaranteed to have happened successfully, aside from everything else that I just mentioned, that did not go my way yet again was Brendan's dumbass piece of shit of a bus pick, DeAndre Dickhand Swift, who did not catch a wide open touchdown that would have given me and the Lions the points needed to win. That is a summary of how my Sunday went. How about you guys? All right, <clears throat> Souza, buddy, listen, I'm going to tell you something right now, okay? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I want to hear it. I want to hear it. All right, bud? I want to hear it. I have paid my fucking dues, okay? And if anyone deserves to not get <laughs> fucked and catch a break in fantasy football, it's me. You know, you can say a lot of what ifs, okay? What if Le'Veon Bell hurt? What if. what if DeAndre Swift actually caught that touchdown? What if uh, Aaron Jones actually wasn't weak as fuck and could get in the end zone? A lot of what, what if Peyton Barber wasn't the best running back in the league? Good God. <laughs> No, you're right, Mason. You, yeah. you have paid your dues. But why and are you doing it against me? What if? What if Will Disley didn't tear his ACL? What if oh. Carrion Johnson didn't tear his ACL? What if my whole team wasn't in a hospital last year after the playoffs started? Maybe I wouldn't have won the toilet. So I don't want to hear it. That's all I got to say. Fair enough. Otherwise, good game, sir. That was a good game. It was a lot closer than it should have been, really, because uh, I think you should have – had more points. I was giving Connor like 20 points. I thought he was back, ready to go, 100% healthy, Big Ben, good Steelers offense, the running back system that they have. But um, we'll talk about that in the news. Let's see if Glenn has anything he wants to say. Um, so Sunday <laughs> was probably one of the shittiest Sundays I've ever experienced in my life. My yeah. Sunday – well, all right, here's the thing. I can't say that because I did win in two of my leagues, but the league that I prioritized the most, the league that I was oh. facing our reigning champion, Craig, my team fucking sucked. They didn't show up. And everybody on Craig's team showed up. So it's kind of a good week for my team to not show up because I think even if my team did play to its full potential, I probably still wouldn't have beaten Craig. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. But the way I'm looking at it is – I won't say all these what-ifs like Sousa, and I won't say all these what-ifs like Mason last year. It's one week. The week it goes on. Week. I am – Yes. After the, after the playoff run I had last year, Sousa, like, I'm ready for anything. Like, honestly, like, this is one week. I've, I've been 0-4 before. I've been 1-5 multiple times. I'm okay. It's, talk to me in week five. My team's still like this. Then, then it might be panic mode. But I'm all right. I'm actually most disgusted with the Cowboys' performance on Sunday Night Football. And we can talk about that later when we do our game picks. Um, but honestly, yeah. And fantasy, I'm the, only really, the only downside I had was against Craig. That was the only team that didn't show up. 
because uh, I won in two other leagues. But other yeah, than for that, those, it's week one. For all those people out there who are 0-1, it's okay. We, the game just started. It, just, it does suck to start off with a loss, that's for sure, because you got, you know, winless versus undefeated. That, that's really what we're talking about. But you're right. The weeks do go on. I've been – 0-2 before contemplate, contemplating suicide and pull through. You 0-4 to a championship. It doesn't matter. No, I think I was like 3-0 and last year, and I won the public. So. Only one Anything week. can happen. Anything can the end of the NFL season. Can Anything happen? can happen. But the thing doesn't is, Sousa, a lot has happened. Yes. And I think it's time for you to talk about it in the news with Sousa. Welcome to the news with Sousa, where I will be here throughout the whole entire segment. Uh, thank fucking God, because last week, honestly, it actually might have been for the best, because we discussed Peyton Barber in a segment where we wouldn't have mentioned Peyton Barber in the whole podcast, yeah. and Peyton Barber is probably the top candidate for Stellar Star of the Week. You know, honestly, oh, I, was, I think I was more excited when Peyton Barber scored those touchdowns than I was excited for anyone on my team scoring a touchdown. Just because of, like, the fact that the meme actually came true is hilarious. Not to, like, not what are the, to, not what are, to me. Well, obviously not to you. But not for me, me and Glenn, it was funny. What are the yeah. odds? That was, that was one of the many L's I took on Sunday. <laughs> what are the odds? Like, come on. Yeah, All right, Susan. Fucking Peyton Barber. 17 attempts. 1.7 yards of carry. The only one who was worse than that was fucking Saquon Barkley. I don't want to talk about that. I had Mick Craig's league. 15 carries for, what, seven yards? But he, he can catch balls. Anyway, they're not in the news because they're healthy. You know who's not healthy? Everyone else. <laughs> we had Le'Veon Bell today get placed on IR, which is only a minimum of three weeks now. Let's not forget that. But he's missing at least three weeks due to hamstring injury. Apparently, uh, what's his face? Adam Gase on the Jets. He uh, he knew Le'Veon was hurt. He play, he played him anyway, and I believe he's he stayed saying I shouldn't have I shouldn't have put him back in. I think he might have like tweaked something on that wheel route, but then or or there was two plays that he slipped. I think he tweaked something on one of the plays and then continued to play. And I think early in the third quarter is when uh, he was out for good the rest of the game. So he is with the hamstring out for three weeks at least. Wait, this is a pause one second. Um. Are you a Le'Veon Bell owner? Of course I am. I am too. So in, in our main priority ti- prioritized league, um, we have an IR spot, right? We have an IR spot. First time ever. Right. So, right. You should be able to put him on IR, right? Here we he's, go, baby. He's, he's designated for IR. Okay. Yeah. So can you put him on IR? If, like, you put him in the spot and then – Maybe pick up, uh, you know, a replacement for him or just somebody Te- still on your bench? Technically, I could. System allows it. Technically, the system does. But does our commissioner allow it? Mm, no. Speaking emoji. No, he doesn't. No. He doesn't allow it. No, he doesn't allow it. Because the thing is, I'm a Le'Veon Bell owner, and I have him in another league, but I can actually put the players who go on injured reserve in an injured reserve spot because injured reserve – Injured reserve. They kind of correlate. It matches up. You want your injured reserve players 
in your injured reserve spots, not on your bench, not in your starting lineup, and not on the waiver wire. Wait, you don't you don't put injured reserve players in your lineup? See, the thing is, you could, and some people probably do who don't pay attention. But if you're trying to be a good fantasy owner and you're trying to compete, you wouldn't want to put the guys who are on injured reserve in that injured reserve spot. Damn. But when oh, you have okay. an inept commissioner who is afraid of competition and afraid of the waiver wire is so dry right now, I, I, I don't even know who to pick up. Who am I going to get? So, no, no, you can't, you can't put them in the IR spot. You just can't. You can't because I won't allow it. I won't. So when you have that as a commissioner, uh, basically, yeah, you're kind of in a, in a huddle. So, Susan, you have two guys who are on IR who could be put in that spot, yet you can't do a damn thing about it. That's correct. Damn. You know what, honestly, you know what that is? It's tough. Stuff. Stuff. That impression. Yeah, it's uh, in our league. It is the IR was only in place for COVID players only, and that's who it's only allowed for. People who are out due to COVID. Right. COVID's ruined everything so far. Now it's going to ruin our fantasy league. Yeah. Mm, Could be a quick fix, but. Could be. Who am I? I'll tell you who you're not. You're not. You're not the commissioner, basically. I'm not. Yeah, it's not my responsibility. No, you're not. Uh, continue with the news, Susan. <clears throat> oh, yeah, the news. So, Blake Jarwin, also on my team, out for season. ACL, <laughs> bye. Uh, we know where Susan's starting with the news this time. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Well, those are the two most uh, prominent headlines in my mind that I just typed in before I started researching some things. Yeah, Blake Jarwin, all the hype, all the hope, gone in half a game. He did catch a ball, though. Woohoo! <laughs> and then some douche replacement, another white guy, came in behind him and had some design plays. I think there was a tight end screen drawn up for him that should have been Jarwin. But um, I know was, he dropped some passes. That tight end douche <laughs> is Dalton Schultz. Dalton Ooh, Schultz. Dalton Bryant? And he actually dropped a no, big – Dalton Bryant. He actually dropped a big pass uh, that could have converted on third down that Sunday night game. That was one of the many mm-hmm. blunders in the Cowboys, but I'm not talking about that right now. Not yet. So, Blake Jarwin out for season. Now, luckily, unless you're me in a 14-team league, you probably didn't – you probably weren't relying on him. And for me, who drafted him mad late, I was the last one to get a tight end, you know. I mean, I'm not losing a big high-end draft pick, so I'll just make do. Um, so, that's too bad for Blake Jarwin. Marlon Mack tore his Achilles out for season. Yeah, Non-contact injury, I believe. And uh, frees up the space for Jonathan Taylor, as well as Naeem Hines, who had a really good game this I'm Sunday. Nowhere. <laughs> Michael motherfucking Thomas suffered a high ankle sprain, and but said he will try to play through it, but... We know what happens when Saquon and Alvin Kamara deal with high ankle sprains and play anyway. You get half-assed play production. But when they're starting, you have to play him. So it's a tough predicament. You drafted him high. If he's playing, you have to start him. And there's no no other things to do about that. You have to play him. Yeah, I think it's a tough predicament for for that team too because I think ultimately for them, the best case – for them would be to just let Michael Thomas sit out for probably like three or four weeks rest, get his ankle right. 
But um, I know the Saints, which we'll talk about probably later, uh, kind of mm. pooped on the Buccaneers this weekend. And the Buccaneers didn't really look as well-oiled as we thought they were going to going into the into the season. Um, but I think, I think that they're kind of, they're going to turn around, I feel. And uh, I think the New Orleans uh, knows that at some point they could potentially be nipping at their heels in the division. So if Michael Thomas wants to play through it, I think they're going to let him play through it is what I'm saying to give them the best opportunity to try and win, keep that lead in the division. Um, so, yeah. That's right. That's right. I got news. Let's hear it. Not only did Allen Robinson remove everybody from the Bears on social media, he requested a trade. Oh, shit. He did? He officially requested one? He did. Oh, fuck. All right. I swear to God, if Allen Robinson gets traded to a team that has a good offense – and Jake Fryer benefits from it. I'm going to fucking quit fantasy football. How the fuck does he... You know what? I bet it's because Nick, his brother works at WEI. He has like some inside connection in Chicago from going to Northwestern or some shit. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's got to have some sort of inside information. It's because good. how the fuck does Jake know every little nuance that happens in the league. It's like he has, he has like little fucking, he's, well, like, I know, he's like Varys from Game of Thrones. He has little birds. I'm going to pull a Jesse Pinkman here and I'm just going to say one of two things. One, guy's a devil, man. <laughs> two, he can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> but nothing's happened yet. What if he, what if, uh, oh, Prancho said earlier, he's probably full of shit. What if he sits out and doesn't play? and demands to get traded or something, or, or an extension or whatnot. That could hurt him, right? It could. It could if he was on anybody else's team. <laughs> right. That's true. I believe Mason on one, one year on the podcast said something about Jake jerking off some agent in New Orleans, and that's how we knew Kamara, or that's how we knew AP would be <laughs> traded or cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he definitely has a connection somewhere. Um, I made a joke that Michael Thomas will – miss time and they'll get Alan Robinson instead and he'll be the new Michael Thomas. Maybe he's just friends with people who actually play in the NFL. Or maybe he's know. just luck of the Irish. He's We're not done with the news. He's double. <laughs> Jarvis Landry did not practice today due to a hip injury. He actually had hip surgery on the offseason. Played it played Sunday. I think it's just kind of precautionary. They were just taking it easy on his on his recovering hip. But uh something to monitor philip Lindsay or Lindsay, he might have turf toe he's undergoing an mri today might have turf toe i didn't even watch that game that late ass game oh neither did i forget that dude but um uh, what's about the first half i know melvin gordon got plenty of carries but it looks like Lindsay got hurt so that could be why something to monitor especially if you're a melvin gordon owner see how that backfield ends up playing out james connor as i mentioned he hurt his ankle, but it is believed that he has avoided a high ankle sprain. Yes. So they, they oh. think he should be back uh, potentially even this week. I say hold him out, wait until the week after. That's just my opinion, though. I'm not a – you know what I mean? That's just my opinion. And we all know that Benny Snell's 
good. <laughs> Benny Snell was very good with getting what twenty plus carries for over hundred yards. Yeah, it's that freaking it's that system, man. I don't care who's back there. James Conner, Benny Snell, <laughs> D'Angelo Williams, Le'Veon Bell, freaking Jalen Samuels, Brandon Gomes, Brandon Gomes. They're all gonna do well. So as, as a famous as you man, know, the person's gonna get the workload. As a famous man once said, Pittsburgh Steelers backfield always fantasy relevant. Who said that? No idea. Some guy I read on Reddit. Well, you just That's said it. it. I'm not famous. Lastly, <laughs> last but not least, George Kittle. George Kittle sprained his left knee, and as of right now, he's questionable. I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything else about whether he's going to try to play through it or whether he's going to miss time. But right now, he's just questionable, and that's what happened. He sprained his left knee, and you need that to run. So um, <clears throat> we'll see how much it actually affects him. Damn, Susie, you should have put that in the in its own segment, like on the news, that you need your knee to run. Because <laughs> I didn't know that. I could go over that, yeah. If you I didn't know that. Uh, I have news as well. Uh, well supposedly, according to one – Mike Francesa, OBJ, is potentially on the trading block. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I was trying to trade for him today with Brendan, but I'm facing Brendan this week, so it didn't really work out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I think he needs to get out of there personally. Uh, Baker Mayfield sucks. The Cleveland Browns. Suck. Odell Beckham's kind of in a real uh, shitty situation, one could say. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of needs to. Uh, <laughs> Am I missing of, something? Get out of the toilet bowl. I don't know. I'm trying to make bad puns. Did you hear about that? Oh, my God. Yes. Now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm in the dark. Um, There's like this podcast. Uh, I don't even know who these girls are. This is like, pod- some, like Insta Instagram influencers or something like that, or like models, something, or something like that. But they had they had their podcast and they had that one of their friends on as a guest, and she basically went on and she was like, "Odell Beckham," and they were like, <laughs> and he's like, "Likes to be shitted on," and they were like, "What?" That's a good voice. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the I shut the whole bag of jelly beans up my <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well yeah, they said they said that he likes to be shitted on. I took a whole like, shit a on section. Odell Beckham Jr.'s chest. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's been going around. I mean honestly, if you're into that, okay, that's cool. But don't play like shit on the football field. Oh, I got one. I got one. <laughs> I thought Odell was like, damn, bro. I only like getting Cleveland steamers off the field, not on the field, too. Damn! Oh, See you later! Out. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, Odell uh, on the training block. I mean, he has potential. The thing is, Baker was just so bad. It was against the Ravens. The only bright spot about Odell Beckham is that he had 10 targets. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the volume isn't there. It's just Baker's got to fucking make the throw. He's got a small spoon. Right. <laughs> Can't hopefully, feed hopefully that spoon gets bigger as the season goes on because, like we've been saying, even for the past year, look at all these offensive weapons. Why are the Browns still bad? Because they're the Browns. <laughs> yeah, they're the Browns. the Browns. The Browns be Brownsing, just like the Lions be Lionsing, and mm. the Bengals be Bengalsing. 
and the Cowboys beat Cowboys. Yeah, yeah Susie, you didn't you didn't mention in your uh, in your news that Randy Bullock like fucking tore his whole leg off his body when he went to kick a field goal. We don't have kickers in our, kickers league. In our league anymore. <laughs> Why is he actually hurt, or is he just being yeah? A baby? No, he he got hurt. I think he was making an. Because remember, he went to he went to minutes. he went to kick the field goal, and then he goes, "Ooh!" Yeah, as soon oh, as he saw, I shanked it. He was like, <sighs> "Yeah, like that, that's what that's what I was thinking. And that's what I'm gonna keep thinking is that he fuck. did that to make it look. How like the fuck am I gonna walk to my fridge to get the thirty rack that I'm about to <laughs> chug after this game, bro? Unbelievable! I feel so bad for Burrow, man. He did such a good job under a minute getting his team down the field to tie and dumbass from like a short ass field goal shanks it. I mean, say what you want about Joe Burrow. He actually didn't look that bad for a rookie in his debut game. He's a rushing touchdown too. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice. QB draw. uh, Stay behind his blocker. He definitely has talent. That's for sure. He was disappointed in that game though, even though – the kicker fucked up. He was like, you know, he's saying how he missed AJ Green in the end zone, and he was pretty mad about that. You should Which, be. Which, yeah, he should be, because I am too. So, you know, was fucking mad. Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. Oh, oh well, yeah. Let's get into that because that was the news with Souza. All right, um, Bruce Arians. <laughs> you fucking like talk about accountability. He is. Uh, he's not showing any favoritism towards the greatest quarterback of all time. New addition. He's treating him like, you know, an everyday scrub. He's basically calling him out on his mistakes, saying that the interceptions that he threw in that Saints game were basically his fault. He misread, you know, what was supposed to happen on the oh, play. Yeah. This and that. And, uh, and it was basically like, you know. I mean, you saw weird. how bad that pick was. Like, who was that too? It was just an air ball over Evan's head, I believe. And it was just. No one and, could have caught that except the defense. And the pick six, too. Um, that was a good read by the defense. Was the best throw. But, um, yeah. And, and the difference, like, with Bill, you know, it was like Bill, like, Bill never, you know, compliments his players or does, like, goes out of the way to do that. But he never shits on his players like Bruce Arians was doing. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I like it. I like it from Bruce Arians because, like, okay, even this guy, Tom Brady, we're still holding him accountable for the team. And the thing is, like, from the Buccaneers' standpoint, you just got Tom Brady. You have a whole new offense now with him. It's one game you face one of the best teams in the league. You still got 15 more to go. Divisional opponent, though. So that's a big game. It's, it's a big game, but you, you play him again. Beat him next time at home. I do think it's interesting, though, how, uh, how Mike Evans was basically silent the entire game. I know he was, he was doubtful technically until like Saturday and he got upgraded and he like was questionable. And then they like practiced before the the game, but he was like a non, he was non-existent in that offense on Sunday. And the person who was essentially the focal point was fucking Scotty Miller. Like white Godwin had a few. Okay. Godwin had a few (laughs) catches. Um, OJ Howard had the big touchdown. You know, and, and like, and the thing I was gonna say about Tom Brady too, like, even from a fantasy perspective, he played a shitty game, still got you twenty points. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm a Tom Brady, or you can't be mad at quarterbacks getting twenty points. Well, to be honest, though, I mean, the the score looked a lot more deceptive of 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 the game. I mean, Breeze Breeze did not play well in that game either. The the Saints' offense really did not look that good in that game either. You know no. what I mean? 
Yeah, Camaro, exactly. Camaro was, was basically it. Michael, and oh, go ahead. Oh, thank you. Uh, the and also don't forget that it was uh, I think it was a one score game at the beginning of the fourth quarter, but then um, the the Tampa Bay muffed the punt, and the Saints were in in the red zone. You know what I mean? So I mean, like that, yes. that's the thing. You know what I mean? Like it was the game was a little bit closer than the the score would would indicate. But Buck, I mean, Bucks also made that mistake jumping off sides on fourth down too. Yeah, and like and, and like you know, you look at a team with Tom Brady on it, and the Patriots. Those are just the mistakes that the Patriots don't make. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so it, it, like I said, it's early. I, and even Week One, I feel like you got to take it as a grain of salt because there was no preseason games either. Exactly. These are the first real time snaps that everybody's taking. You know, since last season. Yeah. Um, so from a fancy standpoint, relax. You know, don't go crazy trading your whole team. From a football <laughs> standpoint, you know, if your team lost in Week One. They're working out the kinks. Let's get it going for week two. Yeah, honestly, I think this season, more so than any season before, I think you should hold off for trades because, like, the – not that I'm – obviously, you guys know I'm not the person who trades all the time anyway, but especially this season because the fir- I feel like the first month of this season is essentially going to be, like, glorified preseason because we saw it a lot this past weekend when we talked about uh, on the previous episode of the podcast where, like, there was a lot of bodies fluctuating in and out of lineups, you know, across the league, like in backfields, by receivers uh, coming in for different plays and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And also for a lot of teams, week one is the first time them actually getting hit. Right. So right. injuries are going to come too as this first yeah. month of the season rolls on. Which is something that preseason didn't weed out this year. I mean, right. maybe Bell would have got hurt in the preseason and we never would have drafted him. Right. So it's almost like preseason does matter. Uh, no, kind of, kind of doesn't. I think it, it matters in the sense that they should only have like one or two games. Question. I kind of jokingly said before that Tom Brady going to the Bucks. I was just saying like Brady's not going to run things. He's the new guy in town. He's just going to, you know, Bruce Arians still going to control everything. And, um, and I bring this up because Bruce Arians has never been known to use a tight end and Gronk didn't do shit. O.J. Howard caught a touchdown, which will happen here and there. But, like, O.J. Howard didn't have a crazy game either. For those who invested heavily in Gronk and think of a huge season with Brady, do you think that will happen, or is this going to be another junky tight end Bruce Arians offense? Um, on the contrary, I'd like to add to that. A lot of snaps. Excuse me. Oh, here we go. Oh. COVID! COVID! A I lot of it. snaps um, on the field. There was a lot of three tight end sets um, with Cameron Braid out there, OJ Howard, and Gronk. They were bullying the shit out of Gronk. Like, they were double teaming him the whole game. I think he only had like three targets total. OJ Howard catches a touchdown. Cameron Braid even had a few looks too. As far as Gronk's potential, like, and here's the thing like, it's Tom Brady. You know Gronk's his favorite target because he's the most familiar target that he has. He didn't use him a lot in last game, but it was also against one of the best secondaries they'll face, one of the best teams they'll play. Um, Gronk doesn't come back from football to be a blocking guy, like, for the run, for Ronald Jones to run, you know, 20 times a game. Yeah. Gronk's going to be out there. He's going to be catching passes. There's going to be weaker secondaries that they face. It's going to be guys who double, decide to double Mike Evans or Chris Godwin and you know, open things up for everybody. Like I said, it's week one. you got to take it with a grain of salt. Do I think he'll be back to the guy that he was in the past? No. 
He's not going to get his record highs, you know, 17 touchdowns like he did in 2011. Does he have a chance to be a top five end in fantasy? He still does. So week one, especially in a position with tight ends where they like the range of good tight ends is limited to usually top two or three. Like it's usually like Kelsey, Ertz, Kittle. And even Ertz now, Dallas Goddard looks like the best tight end on that team <laughs> after week one. But we don't know going forward. I, I, I'm still keeping Gronk on my roster, but I got to see a good game from him. You know, I, I'm a little weary starting him next week just based on the first week. But then again, at tight end position, you can take a chance like that just because there's not so many good tight ends. Yeah. I agree with you, Glenn. I think the most telling thing about that game um, – or the, the biggest takeaway for me about Gronk is that the Saints doubled and triple covered him basically the whole game. So Brady wasn't allowed to feed him the ball, I think, like he wanted to. And we saw him even force it to him a few times when he was triple covered. You know, like he was blanketed and Brady still tried to throw it in there because that's his guy. Like, right. say what you want. I know Gronk is, is, was out of the league for a year, but that's Brady's guy. So he is going to try and force feed him the ball. And the thing is, is that they, like you said, they played a, they played a good team. Sean Payton, you say what you want about him. I know he has an anus mouth, but he's a good coach. So he's not, he's not, for the most part, he's not an idiot. You know what I mean? He knows that that is Tom Brady's safety net and that he's going to go to him. If, if, if the, if, if the shit hits the fan, that's where Brady's going to go because he's the guy who he has the most trust in. And Sean Payton knew that. And he took advantage of it, and he he double and triple covered him. One so. more thing I want to talk about real quick, and then we got to move along because we got a lot to cover. Um, okay, I want to hear this because there are. This is how I feel when it comes to New England Patriots fans and what they're feeling at this current moment in time. To me, if you have your true blue Patriots fans, you're going to root for the New England Patriots no matter who's on the team, whether Tom Brady leaves or not. Then you have your Tom Brady fans, your bandwagon fans who root for the Bucks now because Tom Brady, the franchise, one of the best players ever, will root for the Bucks. Then you'll have your guys who your main team's going to be the Patriots, but you're still rooting for Tom Brady to be good. But then you'll have your guys who say, all right, he left. Fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> and I have never seen and, – and, and the thing is I thought people like – we're kind of in the middle, like, I'm rooting for the Patriots because they're my team, but I still want Tom Brady to do well, like, I, like where Mason is right now. Like, I feel like, you know, that was the majority of New England Patriots fans. But from what I've seen on Twitter and, like, just the reaction of Patriots fans that I know, I've never seen people more happy to see the Patriots 1-0 with Cam Newton and to see Tom Brady lose in a Bucks uniform in his first game and go 0-1. I'm on board with that. I was, I was with Mason. I was like, yeah, I'm excited to see the Bucks. I hope he does well. But when I, after Sunday, I was kind of happy about the fact that Brady had a, a struggle, a, a struggling time with the Bucks while the Patriots won. I but mean, Susan, like, his but if the Lions win that game and go one and zero, does that change your mind at all? Fuck off! Look, I'm wearing a Patriots shirt. New England football. Doesn't matter. I have a Cole Beasley shirt. I'm not a Bills fan or a Dallas fan. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just it's just weird to me. Like, <laughs> like what's gonna happen if the if Cam Newton like it, it helps because Cam Newton looked great and it's like oh wow Cam Newton's great that's our quarterback now. But if Cam Newton came out and sucked, and like I feel like emotions would yeah. be changed. Like what's gonna happen on Sunday Night Football if he gets his ass reamed by the Seahawks? 
and then Brady comes back and wins, and they're both one and one. Like, we'd be, be looking like, out a, a rainy oh. window saying, Tom, come Right, home. that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it's a, and it's only one game. It's a long way right. to go, but I just feel like, you know, that's why Patriots fans, I was waiting for this day to come because you would see who the true fans are. Like, I know there's some true blue Patriots fans, like, before the dynasty and this and that. But in our lifetime, obviously growing up in the Tom Brady area, it's just constant BS. Tom Brady this, Patriots that, and Bill, we trust this. Suck my fucking <laughs> Well, dick. wouldn't you that? think the true fans would be the ones who would say, fuck Tom Brady, he's not on our team anymore? No, but wouldn't I have, no, I have no problem with you rooting for Tom Brady because of what he's done for your franchise. And as a true Patriots fan, you should be able to realize, okay, obviously we're not giving Tom the help that he needs to compete at a high level. So I'm going to still root for the Patriots, but I understand what Tom Brady is doing and why he wants to continue and, you know, feel like he has something to prove because obviously last year they took a step back. They went to the Super Bowl the year before, won the Super Bowl the year before, and it's like, okay, I'm throwing a fucking Nikhil Harry. I have Edelman. You know, I have no help here on offense, but I have the opportunity to go somewhere else where I can still compete at a high level because I feel like I can pick, compete at a high level. And, like, if, if you, like I said, if you're a Patriots fan and for all Tom Brady has done for your franchise, if you're really going to boo the shit out of him for leaving you, Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. You have six Super Bowls because of that motherfucker. I would say the only non-true fans would be the ones who are now Bucks fans and they don't care about the Patriots anymore. Right. Hey, all right. See, that would be like – that's like a LeBron fan. Yeah. Somebody who just, like, falls around whatever team LeBron goes to. No, but I understand, like, Brady, he should be able to do whatever he wants and you should be okay with that. Right. Because he's done so much. I understand that. Yeah, so the thing is, is like, I'm still obviously a Patriots fan. Like, seeing Cam Newton do well, I was pumped. I don't think that – I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty of the Patriots right now, obviously, but, but I don't think that they're going to be able to sustain what they did, making him run 15 times and have expect him to stay healthy the whole year. Uh, so that worries me a little bit, and they need wide receiver help still. I think that's undeniable. But seeing Cam do well I – was, I was a fan of Cam Newton beforehand anyway when he was on the Panthers for the most part, and I wanted to see him succeed like – Personally, because I think the fact that he, like, the league basically didn't want anything to do with him was kind of asinine to me. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but but I, I, still wanted Tom, I still want Tom Brady to do well because at the end of the day, uh, you know what I mean, you can say what you want about him. And I think that, like, Tom Brady, I, I noticed more since he left, the shit that he pushes on his socials is really annoying to me sometimes. <laughs> like his his TB12, like the shit that he did where he released like that uh that like oil or whatever like to boost your immune system, saying it helped protect him from like okay Tom, like dude that's basically you're basically just being a snake oil salesman dude like come on man, but at I the like same time brand out there yeah but I yeah but you don't have to lie to people in order to do it dude that's basically like some fucking uh a health crystal juju bullshit like that doesn't work. It probably worked for him. Yeah, maybe it worked. Yeah, but he also fucking doesn't interact with the general populace like everyone else does. But, uh, what the fuck is that? Michael Thomas's high ankle sprain appears to be worse than expected and will be missing several weeks. Expected oh, to be missing several fuck. weeks. Damn, can you, can you put him on IR, Nolly? Well, they said he's expected, so he's ex- probably expected to be on IR. Not official yet. I'll tell you what, if he does go on IR, oh, man, I feel bad for my dad because where's he going to put him? <laughs> Fuck. 
Um, shit. All right, yeah, wrap this up. Um, we have to move on to week one, Stellar Stars of the Week. Brought to yeah. you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man or woman started. Oh, man, I love hearing that. Yeah, me too. I love a good vibration. Mm. Beach Boys, good vibrations. Yeah. Uh, who wants to go yeah. first? I'll go first because uh, my stellar star is the guy who ripped me a new asshole this week. None other than the one, the only, Joshua Jacobs. <laughs> Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders. Vegas? Raiders. <laughs> Carried the ball 25 times. That's a quarter of 100. Had 93 yards and the trifecta of TDs. He also got four passes for 46 yards, totaling at 33.9 fantasy points in a half-point PPR league. Josh Jacobs, you are my week one Stellar Star of the Week. I'll go next, if that's okay, Souza. Okay, just don't pick mine. Uh, so my... Uh, so start of the week. So my guy, I can put some respect on my boy's name. He's not on my team anymore, but still good. Uh, Calvin Ridley from the Falcons finished Classic. the finished the week with uh twenty four point nine fantasy points, nine receptions, one hundred thirty yards, two voluptuous big old TDs. Can't even palm those. That's how big they are. Okay. Uh. Yeah, finished with 24.9 points. Looking good, kid. For a second, I thought you were going to say Christian McCaffrey, and I was about Me to too. punch my screen. I would screen. have left. There's, my, plenty of, there's plenty of weeks for that, guys. Come on. And my uh, stellar star of the week is none other than the man that I should have drafted. Me too. Devontae Adams. Oh, boy. See what happens when he's healthy and Aaron Rodgers, quote-unquote, arm doesn't hurt anymore. Um. He went 14 for 156. 14, all right, 17 targets, 14 receptions, 156 yards, and of course, two voluptuous TDs, four and a half point PPR, 34 fantasy points, 34.6 actually, and is the wide receiver one in the fantasy football league right now. I'm going to be sick. Yeah, it hurts because uh, if I had drafted everything else the same but drafted Adams instead of Aaron Jones, I would have won. If I still were fishes, the world would be an ocean, Sousa. <laughs> I still wouldn't have, but I would have been mad that I wasted a good week uh, with Devontae Adams. So maybe it was best, better out there than draft. I was say, maybe it's better you didn't draft him then. Um, maybe even more mad. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's good. He's good. He's, he's very good. So that's our week one stellar stars of the week. Brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your men or woman started. Mason, it is that time of the podcast. Hold on a second. <clears throat> Got to make sure the door is closed for this one. Oh. You guys know what time it is, right? What time is it? It's time for the fuck. Fuck. Of the week. <laughs> We're in a long time for you to hear you say that. <laughs> Brought to you by PB and J Lube. If you're gonna get fucked, you might as well use lube. 
Mason, um, me and Sousa decided on the fuck of the week when you weren't here because you were late to the party. I'm sorry. So, Sousa, why don't you tell our people who week one of the 2020 season's fuck of the week is? The fuck. The first fuck of the week. The first 2020 is Michael Thomas. Wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Three receptions, first 17 yards. And he wasn't hurt the whole game. When he was shining bright and healthy, we were saying, where's Michael Thomas? Where's Michael Thomas? Where did he go? Well, he was there, but he just wasn't being used. 17 yards, and then he gets hurt on top of it all. Um, that's awful. And I already told you the news that he could be missing several weeks. So um, he hurt you week one, and he's going to hurt you weeks two, three, and four, and possibly more. Can I get so, a big? Can I get a big oof in the chat? So oof. I bet a lot of people drafted Michael Thomas in the first round. I bet everybody drafted Michael Thomas in the first round if you have him. Well, if you're in a four-man league, you might not draft him in the first a round. Four-man league, he might fall to like the eighth round in a four-man league. Yeah, well, even in, at the eighth round, he's still not worth his value after week one because right now he's wide receiver eighty-three. Fuck. Which means there are 82 wide receivers in the NFL who are better than him (laughs) and will continue to be better than him in the upcoming weeks. Is that bad, Glenn? Uh, I'll tell you what, Mason, it's not good. It is not good. All right, I'm glad you could verify that for me. I was about to look it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you have to. You got to ask Jeeves. Uh, But um, no, that's, that's not good. So, yeah. Okay. Um, gentlemen. Yep. I have organized. Wait. Sorry. I was chewing my food. That was fuck of the week brought to you by PB&J Lube. If you're going to get fucked, you might as well use Lube. Glenn, continue. Sorry. I have organized a, uh, little game. What game we could play Hmm. here in week one? Because I want to hear your thoughts. And this game is called... Gas or cash, which means I will list players who had pretty good weeks in week one of the NFL season. I want you to tell me, is it just week one gas? Can we really buy into this guy? Or is it week one cash, which means spent I'm in the middle of a game, Gizzy. I think Gizzy wants to play, bro. I think she has breaking news. It sounds like she she knows who uh, Allen Robinson's going to get traded to. I was about to tell Jake. (laughs) Um, The Lions. So it's either week one gas or week one cash to buy into that guy because you believe this isn't a fluke. He will continue to do this or at least be on the right trend to a successful season. So – Boys, whoever wants to go first, I will read this first player. This first player in week one is the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. He is Cam Newton, who passed for 155 yards. He rushed for 75 yards and had two rushing touchdowns, totaling in at 25.7 points versus the Miami Dolphins. Now, I ask you, gas or cash? 
Uh, Mason doesn't know. You want me to go? I can. I can go, Suze, if you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. gonna lean gas, <clears throat> and the reason why is because the Patriots played the Dolphins, and the Dolphins suck. Okay, number one. Number two, they also have an incredibly difficult schedule, uh, and also number three, like I mentioned earlier. Cam Newton had a lot of success running the ball in this game. They also ran him 15 times. If they want Cam Newton to have longevity this season, you can't do that every week because he will get hurt. That's just – it's going to happen. So, I'm going gas. Hmm. Mr. Sousa? I want to say cash. I like Cam Newton. I like my quarterback getting 15 carries a game like he's Lamar Jackson, who did it all last year, and people said the same thing about him getting hurt, and it didn't happen. Sure, Cam Newton's gotten injured many times. Sure, he's older, and maybe you're right. He's definitely not as fast or shifty. He'll probably get hit more. Um, But I think he's bigger. Well, he is bigger. He's more of a tank, and I think he'll be able to endure more of hits. And uh, let's not forget, his day should have been a lot better if dumbass Nikhil Harry didn't squander a touchdown away. He should have had like 30 points. I, I like this from Cam Newton. Two rushing touchdowns in one game, you know, probably won't happen all the time. But for you to get a weekly starter, plug and play every week, I think you'll get that with Cam Newton. Little side note, if Nikhil Harry does reel in that touchdown catch and not fumble out of the end zone, Mason's sizzling hot take for week one would have been spot on. Yeah, I'm officially naming Nikhil Harry not a friend of the podcast. He sucks. Yeah. He sucks. Um, I'm going to take on this one, and I'm going to say cash as well. Um, Sousa, I agree with your point. And Mason, the worry that you have about Cam Newton rushing the ball every week, the Patriots don't give a fuck. They got him for one year. <laughs> they got funny. him for one year to say, balls out, man. Nah. If we say you're going to run the ball, you're going to fucking run the ball. And Cam Newton has been waiting to run the football because he has something to prove to the league. I'm going to say cash. Right now on the Patriots offense, the guy I trust the most in fantasy football is Cam Newton. All right, that's fair. I mean, you both made fair points. All right, number two on Gasser Cash. Oh, boy. A wide receiver who in this week caught seven balls for 82 yards and a touchdown, and his name is the Lizard King, Sammy Watkins. Totaling at 18 fantasy points even in half-point PPR. Gas. 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 Week one, gas. Seen it before, seen it a million times. Don't ever ever go against week one Sammy Watkins, bro. You will nope. lose. Nope, week not. one Sammy Watkins oh. and Super Bowl Sammy Watkins. Forget it. Undefeated. Any other week Sammy Watkins? Gas. See ya. I'm going to agree. Gas as well. Susan? Yeah, gas. I mean, I've been the recipient last year. 40 points on my bench. Start on the next week, which, by the way, our league member, uh, Mr. Amaral, who has Sammy on his bench, is now starting him watch out because I've been there before and he ducked me once twice three times and I'm like oh shit he's not good and the trading opportunity was out the window <laughs> now what's not to love when you got Pat Mahomes right the ball to you right and I guess you could say from the from the playoffs he was good in the playoffs and he's continuing it to this year but I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that because there are so many options on the Kansas City offense. 
This week it was Sammy Watkins. Next week it could be Demarcus Robinson. The week after that could be Miko Harmon. But you're still going to get Tyreek Hilda looks. You're still going to get Travis Kelsey looks. And you have added Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to the running back situation. And he is an X factor for that Kansas City offense. So he's going to get touches. I do not buy into Sammy Watkins. Yeah, on a real note, besides my my uh, fucking thing about week one Sammy Watkins, uh, for real though, uh, I think the only reliable options on that offense, um, and even Tyree Kill can be bust himself, I would say Tyree Kill and definitely Travis Kelsey. Those guys get fed the ball. Every time after that, like you said, Glenn, is a shit. it's a crapshoot. And Clyde. And then Clyde. So, you yeah, even more reason. Well, you know what I mean – all right, number three. You, think, you guys didn't watch this game last night, okay? But um, you could say this guy was fantastic. Noah Fant, five receptions, oh. 81 yards, and a touchdown totaling at 16.6 fantasy points versus ty- uh, Tennessee Titans. Is this I gas? I thought you were going with Corey Davis. Or cash. I was not. I thought about it, but I need to slip a tight end in the mix. Right, no, I like it. I'm going to go with Cash because there's been hype behind Noah Fant. And for him to lead off like this, I, I'm buying in. I would love to have him as my tight end week in, week out. I, I, I'm, I'm cashing in. This is it. I know it's just week one and uh, it's still Drew Locke, but I don't know. I, I like what I saw from week one, Mason. which I actually didn't see it. Uh, I think I'm going to go <laughs> Cash as well, actually, um, because the – nature of tight ends and of themselves uh they're very hit or miss so and i think corlin sutton was out too um he was so so that plays a factor into it too but i think on the contrary i know that probably sounds like a negative once corlin Sutton comes back he'll probably take uh like looks away from noah fan but i don't think so i think if anything he'll take looks away from jerry judy but I think the tight end will still be a good part of that offense, especially since they have Drew, Drew Locke, a young, unproven quarterback. We know that young guys typically like to throw short passes to tight ends, you know, as like a safety valve. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go cash too. What the fuck? And really quick, what, which number season is this for Noah Fant as a tight end? Oh, it's, it's the second year. Second All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Interesting. Let's get the fuck out of here. Throw them deuces up. Cash rules everything around me. I am all in on Noah Fant. Uh, I told JV it was a great pick when he drafted him this year. So far. You, you left him a voicemail. I left him a voicemail. I said, oh, yeah, hey, you did. That's I a good forgot pick. about that. Then he called me back and said, who? And I said, Noah Fant. <laughs> that's a good pick. And so far, go. week one, it's been a good pick. Number four, we are halfway through our game right now. Uh-huh. Also on Monday night. I don't know if you yeah, guys seen around. this. I don't know if you guys seen this. But on the New York football giants, there was a man who was on another man's bench in our league, and his name is Darius Slayton, going off for six receptions, 102 yards, and two TDs, totaling at 25.2 half-point PPR fantasy points against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gas. Or cash? I'm going to go cash because uh, since last year, Darius Slayton actually has the most uh, receiving touchdowns, I think since like week 10 or something, if I'm not mistaken. I saw the stat today on Twitter. Um, So 
It was the most receiving touchdown since a certain point from last year. I forget when. Maybe. But uh, I think that he's a playmaker. Um, he showed flashes last year, and I think Daniel Jones has a lot of has a lot of confidence in him. So we'll have to see. I mean, he's got to throw the ball somewhere. Uh, <laughs> the Giants, I feel, as an offense, are kind of hit or miss in them of themselves. But I think Darius Slayton is good. Uh, the fact they did against Pittsburgh Steelers, too, I'm going in cash. Um, Darius Slayton, in my opinion, is the number one wide receiver on that team. Yeah, it, it's tough for me because I just feel like there's a lot of factors and, uh, you know, there's uh, – Golden Tate wasn't there. Um, Steelers D, though, that, that's a big deal. It's tough for me to buy in. I almost wish there was a middle ground answer, but I'm going to go with Cash. I think I think he's going to be the guy. Also, side note, um, Evan Ingram, APB on that motherfucker. And I feel <laughs> like I've been putting an APB out on him for three years. APB? Yeah. He's yeah, gone man, missing. I, he's I gone missing. We don't know where he is. I think we're getting to the point with Evan, Evan Ingram where if he doesn't turn around this season, then. I give him to I'll the end. Right. I give him to the end of the month. Till the end of the month. Because every year I keep – he might be the new Ebron. Who were we saying this about before? Yeah, um – Oh, God, who was it? It was another young guy. Fuck. Who are we what about? Who are we saying was new Eric Ebron that gets hyped up every year and continues to suck? I don't even, I don't um, even think they sucked, though. I, I, I just made that comment. I was like, this guy sucks. And then it wasn't even someone who was that bad. I, whatever. But Evan Ingram is now stepping into that territory. It he wasn't was Herndon, was it? Um... Maybe not. I don't know. But Evan Ingram keeps showing flashes of how good he can be. He has a game or two here and there. We want consistency in fantasy football. The only thing one guy needs is consistency. Only consistency of it. Consistency. Consistency. Number five. Number five showed up in primetime football this weekend. Number five did what many thought uh, others would do. Number five is Malcolm Brown. 18 carries for the Los Angeles Rams running back. 79 yards and a voluptuous pair of two TDs. Totaling in at 24.5 half-point PPR points versus my Dallas Cowboys. Gas or cash? I'm going to say cash, but this is a loan. You're getting cash, but it's an advance. You owe it back. I think what we saw is uh, – <laughs> I think what we saw was legit. <clears throat> Susan, is Susa flexing his banker knowledge on us right now? No. I think what we saw was legit. However, and we might see this in a couple weeks, you know, he, he's good. And, uh, well, Sean McVay really likes him. And they can. we've seen Todd Gurley do well in the system. Obviously, Gurley's good too, but – it's a good running back system. However, I can't help but believe strongly that Cam Makers will be featured over and over and over again in an attempt to take over the role. So, I, it, it is legit, but I can't count on it season long. That's the only thing. So, it's gas money. Gas money. <laughs> gas money, heroes. Mason. Uh, I'm going to go cash. Uh, I think that – We've seen before 
uh, in the brief stints that Todd Gurley's been out, Malcolm Brown show flashes. Um, obviously, Cam Akers is expected to be the guy. However, I mean, if Malcolm Brown earns the job, then he earns the job. And I think he's well on his way to doing that. Like I said, he showed flashes before, too. There's a lot more that we know about him in that offense than Cam Akers in that offense. And he looked good on Sunday night. He looked great on Sunday yeah. night. It, like, yeah. it, he only had 79 yards. And part of it could be the fucking uh, wet paper towel of the Cowboys defense. But, man, when he was running, he was running between the tackles. He was making cuts, finding an open lane, and he was always falling forward. Almost like it's the Rams system and not the running back. It's very possible. Mm. Very possible. But you can't forget Cam Akers got a lot of work, too. Hey, how did – I got a question. How did Todd Gurley do this week? He scored. Hey, I'll tell you what, he did better than Cam Akers. <laughs> yeah, Todd um, Gurley actually had a decent game. I think he had 14 points. Yeah, game script kind of screwed up for Todd Gurley because they were. No, I know. I'm. I'm only. But no, seriously, like the Rams. Yeah, I mean, they they want to go back to being that Super Bowl team, and they have to find that formula again with the run game. Um, Jared Goff was killing the Dallas Cowboys death by a thousand paper cuts. It was all underneath passes, all screens, all that Rams bullshit that got him to the Super Bowl. All the Robert Woods making me sweat bullets at Souza. Right. Yeah. And um, close, close. Still, still wasn't enough. And um, I said I didn't say it, Susan. He did. But, but Malcolm Brown, man, he looked good. And right now, he's been in that system. He knows the system. Cam Akers still a rookie. Cam Akers is gonna have to have a huge game in order to take the job from Malcolm Brown. Agree. Um, I say cash, Malcolm Brown. Let's go. All right. Game shit. And then last but not least in this week's episode of Gas or Cash, this wide receiver had himself a day only to come up short uh, of getting the victory. Robbie Anderson goes for six receptions, 112 yards, and a TD in his Carolina Panthers debut against the Raiders, getting 22.5 half-point PBR points in fantasy. Gas or Cash? This is so tough. I, I, I didn't say it would be easy. <laughs> um, I mean, right. this is this is really tough. I, Mason, you go, you go. You go. Okay. All right. I was gonna say since this has taken eight years to decide, I'm gonna go gas. Um, I think that the main wide receiver is DJ Moore, and I don't think the Vegas Raiders defense is very good. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I don't think they're very good. So, so I, I I think that was a flash in the pot, as they say. Robbie Anderson had those games pan. on the Jets. It's a pan, yeah. Pan, pan whatever, pan. whatever. Pop pan. Yeah. Are, you, are you saying pan? Pan? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Pan. Anyway, we saw Robbie Anderson do that shit when he was on the Jets, and then next week be absolutely fucking terrible. So, I don't know. I thought he said I cash. No, I said gas. I said gas. Oh, okay. okay, sorry. So I think he's he's just doing what he's done his whole career, which is he pops off every few weeks, but he's not a reliable option. This is – Susie, you want me to go? Are you still thinking sure. about it? Sure. This is uh, a common case that the doctor would prescribe as week one gas right in your abdomen. Um, you might, have take, might have to take a Prilosec to get that week one gas out. 
Oh, OTC? That's what Robbie Anderson is in week one for the Carolina Panthers because, um, like you said, Mason, this is what Robbie Anderson does. Um, the only consistent string of games I saw from Robbie Anderson was when I owned him the year he blew up on the Jets. And he was the number one option on that team. He's not the number one option on this team. The number one option is Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and then XYZ. It's going to be different every game. It just happened to be Robbie Anderson this game. Yep. Um, week one gas. I'd have to see it in a string of weeks for me to buy in and spend my hard-earned cash on Robbie Anderson. Susan. Yeah, I, I think you guys convinced me. I agree. He Is he, he did get <laughs> – he got a lot of targets. He got eight targets, but DJ Moore still got nine targets. So, DJ is still that guy. They got Curtis Samuel, who could also interchange, you know, with that type of game, and Robbie Anderson might have a shit game. We've seen it before. We know what Robbie Anderson is capable of, but consistently, I mean, most of his uh, big game was on one play, 75-yard touchdown. Um, yes, the targets were there, but like you said, you got you to gotta see it more because we know he can have games like this. He's a boom type of guy, but mostly a bust type of guy. New team, though, new quarterback, because like Teddy's new there too. Robbie's new there. Maybe there's chemistry that we don't know about. But right now, I'm calling gas. All right. And that rounds up this week's episode of Gas or Cash. Stay tuned throughout the season for more games. Um, it's time for the Pickskin Pick'em for week two. And I'll tell you what, I'm having a very hard time finding. That's what I just said, yeah. The Pickskin Pick'em on this fucking ESPN website. Me too. I found it no problem last time. So... Mason is going to tell you about his day today. I'll tell you this. If you go. Oh, I found it. How do you get there? You go to NFL at the top tab. And oh. then, uh, oh, I just had it. NFL. Oh, yeah, it, was, oh. it says Olympic sports. I don't know why that's first. And NBA, NFL. And you go down and it says pigskin pick them. Ah, got it. Got it. All right. And now, ladies and gentlemen, if you well, let's go, let's review uh, the Stella Scheller podcast group and the Pigskin Pick'em and see who came out at number one because it definitely wasn't me. It definitely was not me. I actually oh, came in last. Oh, we got some people here, some yeah. new faces. Yeah, we do. We got at least like three extra people. Wait, where? Where's? Uh, how do you? How do you fucking? Okay, there we go. Yeah, like click on the group name. Uh, oh Stella shit! Scheller. Okay, okay, dude, let's go. Wait, yeah, who's? Who's uh, who's Devereaux? Is that's gotta be Jake Bailey, right? Uh, it has to be. It has to be. I love you, Jake. If that's entry, you. entry name is Devereaux, and then their username is actually Devereaux. <laughs> so I like uh, I like Saquon D's. That's that's a good one. Mason, oh, where are you? He's. What? I love the Rock. I'm, oh yeah, my God! Really? I love the Rock. I did it I for the Rock. I think it's because me and Glenn were talking about the Rock before the podcast last week. And then I just typed it. I was like, what the fuck is my team name going to be in this shit? And I just put, I love the rock. Oh I'm pretty God. sure that's why I did that. But All right. I don't know. Uh, this week's winner of the pigskin pick'em for week one is AMAC0721. Congratulations, and AMAC. AMAC, you got the, he, he stands alone atop the leaderboards with 11 out of 16 games picked correctly in the 90th percentile. Meanwhile, your boy is down at 32.7 percentile. With only half his picks right. 
we're looking to turn turn things around this week. So, uh, boys, <laughs> let's uh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Week two this is bounce back week for me. We got a Thursday night matchup of the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Joe Show travel uh, to the Cleveland Steamers, aka the Cleveland Browns. Uh, both 0-1, both looking for their first win. Who wins this week? I got to give it to the Bengals. I don't know why the Browns are favored. I love what I saw from Joe Burrow. He found A.J. Green while Casey Hayward was on him. I think the Chargers have a lot of good playmakers on the defense, and he held his own for the most part. I think the Browns will, will get uh, exposed a little bit. It's tough. Man. By the Joe show. This is tough. And mostly I don't believe in Baker either. I know, but uh, – But then there's Chubb. Don't forget Chubb. Listen, I'm going with the Bengals as well. I'm with Souza. I like what I saw from Joe Burrow. And listen, the Browns suck, okay? Uh, Something you want about the Bengals. The Bengals aren't that good either. The Browns suck. They I, suck. I'll tell you what, man. Is this their first home game or is last week home? Uh, the Bengals' first home game. It is. It, no, it's theirs. No, it's in. It's in Cleveland. No, it said. I clicked on the preview. It said Bengals versus Browns. Yeah, it's in Cleveland. Yeah, it's at, it's in Cleveland. What the fuck? It's ESPN saying that it's Bengals versus Browns when it's Bengals at Browns. It'd be Browns versus Bengals. Stupid. Stupid. Uh, so that makes me want to pick Cleveland. I'm picking Cleveland because I, like I said, they're. they're they played bad last week. It's week one. Cleveland was at Baltimore yesterday. Okay. So, uh, first home game, you know, there's going to be a bunch of fans packed the stadiums. They're going to be making some noise. Uh, Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. You do realize <laughs> the, the noise was fake on Sunday, right? Uh, it's a fake, you idiot. Which I think they did a phenomenal job with that. I didn't like – I was none the wiser about that shit. It the felt Sunday like night football game. game was a little weird. Uh, there was, or the, or it might have been one of the four o'clock games. There was one game where the crowd noise was a little strange to me. Like immediately, a flag would be thrown against like the Saints, and the like the crowd would immediately like the guy just fucking hammered the boot button. You know, like the blah, 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 blah. right. That guy was hitting the boo button like that. I mean, for the most part, it's like you really have to be on your toes for stuff like that. Right. I noticed that with the Cowboys game when there was a big play and there was like a, a odd reaction or lack thereof. Thursday night too, they actually had fans in the stadium at, at Arrowhead, and uh, yeah, they were booing for um, you know the fight against social injustice. Unity, so oh, a moment of unity, yeah, moment of unity. Fuck unity, am I right? Right, fuck oh, capital of the world. So fuck unity. Back to the picks. I'm picking the Browns. Uh, like I said, they they played like shit in week one, but I gotta believe this is the bounce back. Browns. 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 Yeah, Bengals. Bengals did look good against the Chargers. You're right. And, like, the smart pick would be the Bengals, even though it says the Browns are favored. Uh, I'm picking the Browns. Call it Nick Chubb bias. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to Sunday. You I mean, got you do the, know Nick Chubb can still have a good game and the Browns can lose, right? Uh, yeah, but Nick Chubb can't have a bad game and I can't win in fantasy football. Oh, but the saying is Chubb gets dubs. So. Right. Moving on to Sunday. The Atlanta Falcons travel to Dallas to face the Dallas Cowboys. This is so interesting. Both 0-1. I, I have to go with the home team because, to me, 
I feel like we're starting to get a lot of similarities with these guys. The offense is so high-powered, you always want to pick them, but then they lose. Yeah, the thing is – Damn. Mike McCarthy said after this week, the honeymoon is over. It's time to win some games. So I don't know what honeymoon this (laughs) motherfucker is referring to. I don't know either. Because we haven't won shit in 25 years. You you, you know, like the wedding would be a Super Bowl, and then the honeymoon would be, you know, having your dick in your hands all offseason, coming out slow in week one. We have nothing to have our dick in our hands for because we haven't done anything. We got rid of uh, Garrett. Right. That's so maybe maybe that's what the wedding was. That's our wedding now. We got to look forward to oh. fucking firing people. Oh, that was a divorce, but you didn't sign – you signed a prenup. So Jason Garrett got nothing. Right. How but about – The difference was – sorry, Susan. I just got to say this real quick. The difference was on week one, I felt like I was watching a Jason Garrett coach team. It <laughs> was fucking awful. I don't, I don't I don't know if it's credit to Mike McCarty, but the play calling was holy shit bad. We're running in a key situation in the fourth quarter, down three. We're in the red zone. And it's third down, third and long, and we're running the ball from a shotgun handoff with Zeke Elliott. And then the decision's like, oh, okay. We we didn't pick up the first on that third down. I'm I'm surprised because you know we ran the ball and that works every time on third down. So let's go for it instead of tying the football game. And then they go for it and they don't get it. I, I don't like I don't have a problem if you're gonna go for it because that's a ballsy move. You want to take the lead with a touchdown. But if you're gonna why not pass and back to back downs on third and long? Well you're gonna, one, you're gonna, I wouldn't want to if you know you're gonna go for it, I'd rather run the ball and get some sure yardage no. and then pass on a short yardage down instead of risking a, a uh, incompletion or even a pick on third down. No, no. no. See, here's you what I'm doing. I, I, I'm, I'm running up. Right, no, but you throw it on third down. If it's incomplete, you kick the field goal. You tied the game. If oh, you yeah. wanted to go for it is what I'm saying. That's what I, if, if that was his game plan. But I'm, I, I, I just don't – like, I don't, I don't understand that move. And that ended up being the difference because the game would have been tied. We only lost by three. And then, like I said, the defense looked horrible. And the Cowboys are banged up. They have, like, freaking – Three guys on injury reserve before the season started. Then they lost Van Der Esch, fucking Blake Jarwin. They, they're at their third string right tackle right now. And actually, um, somebody tweeted the Stella Shella podcast saying, I'd like to talk about this, uh, especially Glenn's take. And it was Aaron Donald fucking obliterating the Cowboys offensive line. He like pushed. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he pushed um, Joe Looney into Zach Martin and they both fell. And then he pressured Dak and got in his face, you know, for an incompletion. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, – I think Barstool tweeted that. Like, right. Aaron Donald's just so, a bully. He wanted me to address that like, on the podcast. Uh, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, Aaron Donald's the best fucking defenseman in the league. I think Aaron Donald is the best player in the league, personally. Like, Dude. at his position. Like, like, his, like, not, like Actually, not even as – I think he's just the best player in the league. Like, that guy, no matter what you do, is, is just phenomenal. He's a force. And the thing is, alone. Like, if you just rush him alone, he needs to be double teamed. If you have one guy on him – but the way – what makes him so successful year after year is that, you know, people try to double team him, but the Ram, the Rams run schemes where they try to get him on one-on-one coverage. And when you have a third string right tackle, they're going to try to get him exposed every single time. And that's what they were doing. Dak had no time, no pressure. And Dak played a good game in my eyes. Like we didn't lose because of Dak. We didn't lose because of Zeke. Cause Zeke was keeping us in the game. Um, we lost because the defense was horrendous. And we could not cover underneath passes and screen passes. 
Yeah, and then that, once again, questionable coaching calls. And you take like say we want everyone's complaining about us getting robbed on the pass interference, soft call, whatever this and that. That's fine, but at the end of the day, it shouldn't have came down to that final drive. The game should have been tied, or we should have been ahead. This and that, and key errors and key drops from you know the new guy Dalton Schultz. It just it just you know they didn't come out fired up. And you how about the it. nasty kicker? The newly acquired Greg Zerline. Didn't he miss his first he, he, field goal? He missed a field goal, too. Yeah, uh, he also did. So that, that's you part of it. Hey, think of it this way. At least he's not Steven Gostowski, am I right? But Steven Gostowski. Who is he with? Gostowski. He's with the Titans now. Yeah. Titans. He had a chance to redeem himself, and he did. And not going and going for it on fourth down, you don't give Greg the leg a chance to redeem himself from this in early. So that's my only problem with that. But, I mean, like I said, you know, it's week one. Every Dak Prescott team that starts off 0-1 ends up making the playoffs. So oh, that's that's a positive to look at. But okay. back to the picks. I'm picking the Cowboys. Yeah, me too. Uh, at home against the yeah, Falcons. Yeah, I'm picking the boys. I got the boys. Um, Buffalo travels to Miami. It's hot down there, Shusa, but I'm still picking Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking yeah, Buffalo. Josh Allen, dude. Um, I'm, I, I want to say this. I don't think it'll happen this week because Miami's going up against the Bills and they have a very good defense, and that would be an awful situation to throw Tua into. I want to see Tua. I want to see him. I want to see what he looks like. Huh. I heard this week, a picture it's, of already, it's already <laughs> said that Ryan Fitzpatrick will continue to start. I'm sorry. Foreseeable future. Did you see the utter disappointment on my face? Yeah, I was looking for I that. <laughs> um, yeah, Bills. I got the Bills, too. Bills. Super Bowl Bills. Yeah, no. The New York football giants travel to the 1-0 Chicago Bears, who shouldn't be 1-0. No DeAndre Dickhand Swift uh-huh. got that touchdown. Susan would be 1-0, too. But he's not. That's the Lions being the Lions. If, baby. So, uh, Giants and Bears. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Giants. Who knows what Allen Robinson is going to be up to? Saquon should have a much better game, and I think that's going to dictate how the Giants get down the field, and I think they're going to do it more more often than the Bears will. You're right. You know what? I was going to go with the Bears, but you guys made me forget. You guys remind me that Allen Robinson might not play this week, so I'm going to go with the Giants as well. You're right. Denver Broncos (laughs) coming off that Monday night loss, traveled to Pittsburgh, facing the 1-0 Steelers. Holy Guys, Steelers, dude. Big Ben's back, which means Juju's back, which means watch Nick out AFC. Um, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are here to stay. Dude, they're defense, man. Yeah, holding Saquon Barkley to six rushing yards on 15 attempts. That's pretty Be fucking good. <laughs> or maybe Barkley's just that bad. Maybe because if just Darren kidding. Slayton can get his points and Barkley can't. <laughs> no, yeah, the, the, the Steelers. You heard it here first. Trade Barkley. For Darius Slayton. We said we said for Catholic. Darius Slayton. Um, yeah, Steelers. Steelers. Detroit Lions travel to Lambeau Field. Not quite frozen yet, um, but the Green Bay Packers are one and zero, and they're looking to be two and zero. And I'm picking them to be two and zero. Same too. They looked great. Yeah, they look stupid great. Mm. Stupid make me want to draft Devontae Adams. Great. It's that Jordan Love pressure. Yeah, probably. Ryan Rogers. Ryan Rogers. Ooh, yeah. the fire under his ass under hairs. His, under his keister. Under his mustache. Uh, Jack, Jacksonville Jaguars are one and zero. Who thought that was going to happen? Not us. Good for them. Um, yeah, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to rescind my take of picking the 
of picking the Colts to win the division. Yeah? I'm out on that. Yeah. After right. one game, I'm out. You don't think it was Sorry. one guess? Uh, no. All right, so Mason, when the Colts rattle off six straight wins, I don't want to hear you say you change your pick and you pick them up. Yeah, right. yeah, I know. I'm right. I'm changing it right now because still early in the season, I feel like I have enough. All right, so who's going to win that division? I also, but I also, when they lose again uh, this week to the Vikings, I don't want to hear you le- – I don't want you to lean over to me and go, hey, didn't you pick them win a division? All right. So, <laughs> I'm out. Uh, I'm going Titans. Uh, me too. Me too. Uh, yeah, the Titans. Titans, my AFC team. I can't pick against them. Uh, Vikings against the Colts. No Marlon Mack. Give me the Vikings because the Vikings have Dalvin Cook. Vikings also saw the reemergence of Adam Thielen last week. Mm. Ah. Vikings defense is a myth. Yeah, it is. I'm going to go with the Colts at home. What? Bounce back game for Phillip Rivers. What? <laughs> Not that um, he had a bad game, but he should, probably should have done better. L.A. Rams going to Philadelphia to face the Eagles. I'm taking the Rams. I'm sorry. The Eagles stink. <laughs> I'm sorry. Eagles going to be ready after losing to the Washington um, football team. Rams. Eagles. I'm hoping if I keep picking the Eagles, they'll keep losing. And then oh, they'll I got go 0 16. San Francisco 49ers 0 1 after losing to the Cardinals look to bounce back against the New York Jets. Is there any doubt in my mind that no. they lose this game or that no. they win this game? Well, I kind of did like a double huh? negative. Um, San Francisco. That's, that's yeah. what I wanted to say. Yeah, Jets San Francisco. Jets suck. They could, they, that team could potentially go 0 16. Like, yeah. actually. No Lev Bell. No. Uh, no Lev Bell. Sam no Donald offense. sucks. Chris Herndon. No Brett Favre. Herndon. He's there. No Brett Favre? Is that what you just said? <laughs> no Curtis Martin. No Brett Favre sending uh, unsolicited penis pictures to female reporters uh-huh. with his Crocs on. Didn't think we'd be talking about Brett Favre today. <laughs> <laughs> But you guys not know about that? I know that. I'm just saying I didn't think we'd be talking about it. Just like I didn't think we'd be talking about Peyton fucking Barber last week. I just wait until we get to the Washington game, bro. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Carolina against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Oh, I already picked my winner. That's why. Bucks. 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 Bounce back for the Bucks. Tom Brady's pissed. The Washington football team 1-0 facing the 1-0 Arizona Cardinals. You think I'm picking against the Cardinals? (laughs) You think I'm, I'm picking against a football team? Right, Gizzy? Gizzy said, you better change that motherfucking pick to the Cardinals. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Gizzy. Yeah, the Cardinals. They're, they're – uh, watch out for them. Cardinals are good. Shout out to DeAndre Hopkins for going to a new team and being awesome. Cardinals are good. Kyle Murray's good. Chiefs at Chargers. Chiefs. Jesus Christ. Hmm. Do we even need to talk? Oh, yeah. She's might go undefeated. They might. Chargers suck. Tyrod. I know they won low because they played the Bengals, but they blow. Baltimore Ravens at the Houston Texans. Ravens. Another good quarterback matchup. Yeah, this could be interesting. Nope. I got the Ravens all day. Big trust. Give me the Ravens. Oh, yeah. I'll go with Ravens, too. Texans stink. I don't have them even – I don't even think I have them in the playoffs. Fair. Fair enough. Um, and then Sunday night football. Sunday night. 
Wow. Um, what, First Russell time. Wilson's on fire right now. You, you gonna let me hype up this game or? Oh, your cat's in the way. Also oh, head. Okay. Her head. The first time the New England Patriots play on Sunday Night Football in 20 years with a quarterback not named Tom Brady. That's probably not true. Oh they, 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 they probably they probably played with Matt Castle that year. He stepped in every game. Oh, no. you can say no, it's Jimmy, the first Jimmy time G. Jim, Jimmy G's G first game was Cardinals. on Sunday Night. Yeah. All right, I'm just making up facts. Um, <laughs> yeah. What are you? ESPN. I'm picking. You know what, guys? I'm picking the Patriots. Wow. I'm, I'm picking, picking the Patriots. I'm picking the Patriots, too. Normally, wow. I pick Seattle in this situation because they got the 12th man. Everyone's saying, shit, hey, hey, they only played the Dolphins. Wait till they play Seattle next week. It's going to be a loss for you. No. It's going to be Cam <laughs> Newton, New England Patriots, 2-0. and Dangerous Wilson's going to take a bat. Seat. Yeah, the, the crowd won't be there, and the de- uh, the Patriots defense is good, so that might hinder what we saw from R- Wilson last week against the Falcons. But I'm still going to give it to, to Russ, so I'm picking Seahawks. Big Russ. All right, that Monday Night Football, the New Orleans Saints facing the one and only Las Vegas Raiders in the Raiders. brand new stadium. Raiders. Yeah, I'm picking the Saints. I'm going to pick the Saints. Saints. <laughs> um, yeah, pick the Saints. I do like the Raiders a lot. They are going to be a playoff team this year. Saints are good. Saints, Saints are, are good. good. It's good. But uh, hopefully Drew Brees plays better than he did last week, girls, and we've never said. And I'm picking the Saints' final score to be 28 to 13. I did 24-13. I'm going 30-20, to 20, Saints. Then right. I'm submitting my picks, and hopefully, hopefully, I can beat AMAC 0721 this week. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's still so tight. All brought to you by Der Burgers. Sousa, are the burgers good? Der. 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 Let's hear it, Sousa. So you want to hear my hot take? (laughs) Yeah, I want to hear your hot take. (laughs) You want to hear my hot take? Well, here it comes. Here it comes. (laughs) Um, as I stall looking for a hot take. All right, Mason, let's hear your hot take. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, well, here, I, you know what? Here we go. I just literally looked at, I looked at the games that are happening and this is the first game I saw. So I picked, here we go. James Conner is playing this week. He's going off hundred yards, rushing two TDs. Book it. Uh, Mason. What? James Carter's on IR. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was about to, throw, I was about to jump out my window. Oh man! No, that is a hot take. 
And I like it. That's, that's you know, you step it up the heat week two. I like that. You were pretty close in week one. Maybe I know. Maybe it's because your take wasn't that hot, though. All because Nikhil – no, it was – I think it was hot. We didn't know what Cam Newton was going to do. We had no idea. Te- technically, I would have been right if Nikhil Harry wasn't a fuckhead. You would be probably. Susan. My hot take is going to be that Gardner Minshew continues his week one dominance against the Titans in Tennessee. He is going to be among the top five quarterbacks in fantasy week two. And he is going to beat the Titans. Mason doesn't like that pick. I don't like that. The Titans are my AFC team. Susan, I warned you once. You disrespect oh my, my Titans. I'm not going to go 16 and 0, dude. To some headband, mustache, fucking 80s looking. Button down shirt. Short shirt. back. Gardner Minshew. I'm going to get a little angry. Good. That ain't happening this week. He's going to burn the roof of your Uncle mouth. Rico looking ass. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, I already, gave you a glimpse. I already gave you a glimpse of what my hot take was going to be. When I said New England Patriots are going to beat the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday Night Football, but I'm going to add a little, add a little gas to the fire. I will. No pun intended. But um, Cam Newton is going to drop trials, the kids call it, this week on the Seattle Seahawks. He is going to outscore Russell Wilson in fantasy points. He is going to find the end zone. Four times. Holy oh, shit. Okay. Not, like a combined rushing and passing. Not, no, he's not going to have four rushing touchdowns. But he's going to have four total touchdowns. He's going to finish a top five quarterback. And the Patriots are going to be 2-0. And, and then you're going to get your Patriots and just like, Please. we don't need Tom Brady. We're 2-0. We got Cam Newton. <laughs> but, yeah, at least in week two, Cam Newton will, in fact, be Superman. I hope that you're right, Glenn. Yeah, that would be crazy. That I was crazy. be very happy. Ladies and gentlemen, that was sizzling hot Big takes. erection energy right there. That was sizzling hot takes brought to you by Dirt Burgers Mason. Are the burgers good? And der. Der. Well, boys, that about does it for this episode. Week one's in the books. Week one is on in the week books. Two. Before you blink, it'll be Thanksgiving. You're going to uh, be like, holy shit, I need a win this week to get into the playoffs. And, yeah. But by Bill Belichick would say, we're on to week two. We're on to week two. Uh, we're on to week two. Real quick. Practice. Celtics, the San Antonio basketball podcast, but the Celtics are in the Eastern Conference Finals right now. And we're missing the game because we're recording this podcast. So I'm going to hop off. Let's go Celtics. You hear from me next week? Celtics about to be up 3-0. Hell yeah, let's go Celtics. I've been streaming the game this whole time, by the way. What's the score? uh, Down by three right now. (laughs) What the fuck? They're not going to be up 3-0 if they're down by uh, three all the time. Yeah, they were up by 10 at one point. So, yeah. Yeah. By the time you listen to this, the game will be over. Susan, what's your take on the Celtics? Uh, they'll win. Yeah. Let's go. Hell yeah. Susan, who's going like to uh, be the high scorer? Uh, me. <laughs> Susan be like Larry Bird. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good luck in week two. Best of luck. Um, I'm Gentle facing luck. the man with the belly button, Brendan. <laughs> 
I'm facing the guy who refuses to make uh, the IR spot an actual IR spot, our commissioner. Oh, yeah. We don't talk about him on this podcast. <laughs> and Sousa. I got JV. Go good easy friend, on me. Good JV. buddy, good pal. JV. Team Shark Attack. Wait, Team. hold on. Real quick. Did you guys read uh, Panacho's power rankings thing? Half. I read half. His blurb about JV made me crack up yeah. at work. <laughs> I laughed so hard. The first sentence? Yeah, yeah. That made me laugh, too. I was telling Glenn. I was reading it when we, were, when we just joined up. I was laughing Funny. really hard. Okay. All right, guys. Let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.